Glory be to the Father. If you were not here last week, right? If you were not here last week, I want you to get last week's message. Fist on it. Fist on it. Stay with the message. And uh, it's, it's uploaded on Google Podcasts and Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and um, Audio Mac. Listen to it. Fist on it. Because I'm going to take it up from where I left last week. So if you 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 were not here last week, I just want you to follow from today. But make sure you go for that message. And uh, you'll be blessed. Who is sharing the sound? All right, so who can remember me or who can just share with us, just summarize what we learned last week, and let's take it from there. Every, almost everyone was here last week. Please, just summarize for us where we got to last week. Summarize what, what was shared. You can refer to your notebooks. There's nothing wrong with that. Refer to your notebooks. Summarize. And then summarize for us. Then we can take it from there. I started a teaching series on handling finances from last week. And I want to take it from where I left off last week. So if you could summarize for us, yes, just a quick one, a quick one. Time, yeah, for time's sake, just so we can finish on time today. Oh, no one. Yes, please, sir. Thank you, sir, for the opportunity. Yes, please. So last week um, we talked about how to handle money in mm -hmm. God's way, and yep. um, you, what you taught us was uh, where we are today is our functioning of the light we have seen and taken hold of. And you made mm -hmm. mention of the um, the stakeholders in finance. You talked about with God, um, with man, and the with God is getting it right with God. You quoted um, Matthew 5, chapter, the number 45, and talking about how God is a provider and uh, our identity is not in the description of men, but in the description of God. Yes, please. And also, you made mention of uh, I am at, and we are all at an advantage because we know who the provider is. Yes, please. Yeah. And um, this is the summary of what um, I. I, I amazing amazing so um in getting it right with god last week i gave two um i gave two points and who has the two points the first one is god sees men as steward who for his of his provision who has that one for those of us who was here last week it's a class oh it's a class God sees men as stewards of his provision. The scripture reference in, was in the book of Genesis. And um, I continue to say, God gives men an avenue for trust. An avenue where he can entrust us and we can honor him. Who has that one too? Who has that one? Yeah. So get your notebooks and your pens. I want to pick it up from there. So last week I started the teaching series on handling finances. Handling finances and um, I said many, many other things. But um, where 
I started and I left off was getting it right with God. In, in our finances, can we get it right with God? You see, we can get it right with God when it comes to our finances. It is your money. But remember what I taught you last week, that you are just a steward of that money. So in getting it right with God, the first thing you must understand is that God sees men as steward of his provision. Please make sure you're writing notes. It's very necessary. Right? God sees men as stewards to his provision. So any money that comes to you, God provides it. It's a provision of God. But then how does God view that money he gave to you? He views it as he has made you a steward of that provision. It is not yours. And you see, our life will be very easier. In our work with God, we are going to see the glory of it even in our finances, the glory of our finances, when we begin to understand that any money, you went to work. Yes, it is your work. I'm not denying it. You went to sweat for it. Yes, it is true. But if the day you understand that that money that came to you or that comes to you, it is not yours. You are just a steward. Can everyone hear me, please? Yes, please. Please, Gloria, can you hear me now? Yes, please. Thank you. Okay, amazing. So, if the day you understand that you are just a steward to what God has given you, it is your money. Nobody, nobody wants it. But you have to understand that as a believer, you are just a steward over God's provision. Number two, whenever money comes to you, whenever you you get a job, whenever you get any avenue whether your business, whether your work, your job, your career, any avenue for money to come to you, see it as this, that God has given you an opportunity to entrust you with more. God has given you the opportunity to entrust you with more. So you are probably, you are working and you are earning, let's say, 1,200 pounds a month. You went to work for your money. You went to work for a thousand two hundred pounds. Yes, but number one, see it as a provision. Number two, see the thousand two hundred pounds. Oh, what is happening? Can everyone hear me? I heard the sound is not that best. Can everyone hear me, please? Yes, please, sir. Yes, please. All right. So amazing. So number one, I said, see it as a the thousand two hundred pounds. See it as goals. God has given you the opportunity to be a steward. Number two, God has given you the opportunity to entrust you with more, depending on what you do with it. So God gave Adam and Eve a garden. And he told them, of this garden, you can eat of every tree. Except the tree of the knowledge of good and of evil. Now, last week I corrected this. Many people say, um, except the apple. There was no apple in the garden. I want to repeat this again. Please, don't go and say apple anyway. All right? Good. So he says, of every tree in this garden, you can eat of it, except the tree of the knowledge of good and of evil. God gave Adam a garden, and he entrusted Adam as a steward. He gave Adam an opportunity for Adam to be able to be entrusted with more. 
Jesus Christ our Lord said, because you have been faithful over this little, I will make you a steward over much. So, every money that comes to you is an avenue for God to trust you with more, depending on what you do with it. The next thing, the number three, so that's where every provision or every money that comes to you is an avenue for you to honor God. book of proverbs proverbs chapter 3 verse 9 verse number 9 to 10 proverbs chapter 3 verse 9 to 10 kavra and shakata the basua proverbs chapter 3 please if you open it in your bible then you read it for us okay just so we can we can get somewhere today because this teaching series is a lot Yes, Proverbs chapter 3. Please go ahead. Proverbs chapter 3, verse 25. Honor the Lord with thy substance, and with the first fruits of all thy earnings. So shall thy bonds be filled with plenty, and thy presses shall burst out with new wine. Amen. So it says, Honor the Lord with thy substance. Oh, Julia, can you hear me now? It's Proverbs chapter 3, verse the number 9 to 10. Yeah, I can hear now. Amazing, amazing. So, Proverbs 3, verse 9 to 10, it says, Honor the Lord with thy substance, and with the first fruit of all thy increase, so shall thy bands be filled with plenty, and thy presses shall burst out with new wines. So, whenever money comes to you, Remember what I said? I said, God has given you the opportunity to honor him. In the previous one, I said, God has given you the opportunity to entrust you with more, depending on what you do with it. So you, your, your current wage is about thousand pounds a month. You went to work and you, you know, you work and thousand pounds came at the end of the month. Now at the end of the month, God has, the money came. The first thing is that, he has made you a steward of that thousand pounds. The second thing, that thousand pounds is the avenue for more. It is not the end. It is the avenue for more, depending on what you do with it. Number two, it is an opportunity for you to honor God. He says, honor the Lord thy God with your substance. And with the first fruit of all thy increase, so shall, so shall, so if you don't, <laughs> it, it, it means that you have seized yourself from plenty. If you are going to live as or in this kingdom, there is what to do. And this is what to do when it comes to your finances. Money came to you. The first thing that came to your mind is, is a wig. It's a new shoe on... Um, Little thing, or they don't sell shoes there. <laughs> JD, you see, there is what to do, and this is how God views any money. I want you to see it from the lens of God any money that comes to you that is an earning, you earned it, you work to earn it. 
Number one, like I said, God, see, God sees it that he has given you an opportunity to be a steward. Number two, God sees it that he has given you the opportunity to entrust you with more. The third thing, God sees it as an opportunity for you to be able to align him with your substance. He says, the Lord thy God with thy substance and the first fruit of all thy increase, so shall your bands be filled with plenty. You see, I'll come to, I'll come to it. So let me just draw a balance here. In the world, they will tell you, you have to save to get a lot of money. But when you come to the kingdom, we don't save to get more. We disperse to get more. Let me show you a scripture in the book of Ecclesiastes. Proverbs chapter 11. We'll go back to Ecclesiastes, but Proverbs chapter 11, verse number 24. Proverbs chapter 11, verse number 24. Please, when you open it, then you read it for us, all right? Um, because of... Go ahead. One person gives freely, yet gains even more. Another withholds unduly, but comes to poverty. Which translation is that? And New International Version. Read it for us again. I want everyone to listen carefully. Uh, one person gives freely yet gains even more. Another withholds unduly but comes to poverty. Did you see that? One person gives freely but yet gains even more. In the kingdom of God, the capacity for more is the avenue to give. So the Enlargement of your tent is when you give. He says, honor the Lord thy God with thy substance. And I'm going to show you how to even give. There is a how to do it. Remember, when the people of Israelite came out of Egypt, please follow with me here. When they came out of Egypt, the Lord, in the, when you read Leviticus, Numbers, and Deuteronomy, you are going to see the specifications on how to do things. When it comes to God, there is how to do it. Don't assume to do it. Oh, you know? Oh, the man of God said we should give. Okay, I'm going to give. 10 pounds. I've given it. Well, you might have given it. The fact that you have given it does not mean it is accepted. Remember Cain and Abel. Both of them gave. One was accepted, one was denied. Your giving can be denied. God does not need your money. God does not want your money. You're, it is an avenue. There, every time I have ever given in my life and I'm praying, this is a prayer, Lord, I thank you for the privilege you have given me to give. A capacity for more. He says, he that, he that scattered, the KJV says that in Proverbs 11 verse 24, he that scattered, you, you, you go to, you know, when you go to the farm and you begin to scatter. When you begin to scatter, it's an avenue for more. It's an avenue for more. So, whatever comes to you is an opportunity for you to be able to honor God. How do you honor God when it comes to finances? I want to show you a scripture, 1 Corinthians chapter 8. The book of 1 Corinthians chapter number 8.
sorry, Second Corinthians 8. Let's start from verse 1. Second Corinthians 8. I want this one. I want us to share the screen because it's going to be a quite a read. But I want you to pay attention here. Second Corinthians chapter 8. How do you honor God with your substance? How? How? How is it done? How? First Corinthians chapter 1. Second Corinthians chapter 1. Um, chapter 8. Sorry, verse 1. Second Corinthians 8, verse 1. Now, I want you to pay attention. He says, moreover, brethren. Moreover, brethren, we make known to you the grace of God bestowed on the churches of Macedonia, that in a great trial of affliction, the abundance of their joy and in their deep poverty abounded in the riches of their liberty. I'll come to, I'll explain all. He says, for I bear witness that according to the ability, yes, Beyond the ability, according to the ability, yes, beyond the ability, according to the ability, yes, beyond the ability, beyond the ability, they were freely willing, imploring us with much urgency that we should receive the gifts. The church of Macedonia, now, for emphasis is from the Verse 2, it says, they were in a great trial of affliction. But out of the affliction, there was also joy. And in that joy, they were in poverty. So it wasn't that they were just persecuted. They were also poor. I mean, that is the church of Macedonia, not me or not you. All right. In their poverty, it says that. They implore us, verse 4, they implore us with much agency that we should receive the gifts. In the scripture, let me make a statement. You see, people always say that, oh, the church is taking money from the poor people. There are no poor people in the church. Oh, they are always taking money. All what they want is money. Ah, which Bible do you read? There are no poor people in the church. It says that out of their poverty, does not mean they were struggling in poverty. There was not abundance. It says they implored us to, and they were freely willing to receive the gift. How do you honor God? Number one, with yourself. When it comes to your substance, you, you have to, you see, when every man gives, the day you accept the Lordship of Jesus Christ, you became a Christian. You did not give your life to God. God gave you his life. The day you, you became a Christian, you did not give your life to God. God gave you his life. For God so loved the world, he gave. So when you say that, oh, I am a Christian, it means you have accepted the life that God gives. That is eternal life. John 10, 10. Eternal life in Christ Jesus. Now, when you become a Christian, that you have received God's life, the next thing is that God wants you to also give him his life. So you've heard, you know, teachings on carry your cross and everything. The real, the intent meaning of carry your cross means give your life to God. In Christianity, when you come to him, you accept his life. But when you want to follow him, you give him your life. So as we give our life to him, it's not at the point of salvation. In salvation, we accepted this life. So when we give our life to him, we give our life to him to be able to follow him. You see, 
the issue of honoring and giving in the house of God is not it's not that people doesn't want to give. It is what is in their hearts. The Lord Jesus said, where a man's treasure is, that is where their heart will be. The proof of love is the extent to which you have given. That's the proof of love. What are you willing to let go? What are you really willing to let go? You see, the scripture says, I'm not God with your substance. For us to really put money in its place, money lies to control. Oh yeah, money lies to control. The money, money is the only thing that Jesus Christ, our Lord, compared to worshiping when it comes to worshiping God. He says you cannot serve God, God, and mammon. Follow with me now. You cannot serve. Money demands worship from people. Money demands time from people. So, you know, you go and work seven hours every day, seven hours, seven hours, seven hours. The reason why you are working seven hours every day is to be able to get a thousand pounds at the end of the month or a two thousand pounds at the end of the month. But nothing wrong with that, bear with me. Nothing wrong with that. But then you can see the concept of money there that money demands your time for it to come to you. Marakisa Rahatisa. So when the scripture says, honor God with your substance, that is, put money in his place by honoring God. Put money in his position by honoring God. What is the first thing that comes to you? So I said to honor God with your money, the first thing is for you to give your life to him. That is a continual thing. If you don't do it continually, it is easy for you to fall. Or it is easy for you to backslide. I want you to check. Anyone who doesn't like to give, give them a lifespan. Give them like a time span. They will backslide because they don't like to give. Wherever, it's a, it's a scriptural principle. Wherever, it says wherever a man's treasure is. Treasure means they fought for it. It's, it's something they went, you know, they dug, they, they worked for it. As a Christian, I will be able to prove your love for God when you show me your bank statement for a month. I'll be able to prove your love for God. What money, where did your money disperse to? Where did where did your money go? Netflix, Prime Video, Amazon Prime, uh-huh, Spotify. Um, yes, let's continue. Give me some, give me some. Which one have you subscribed to? Oh, are you acting like you haven't subscribed? Give me some. Come on, guys, please. Oh, Disney Plus. Uh-huh. Oh, which one of you subscribed to? Come on, tell me. Why are you shy? Apple Music. Apple Music. Thank you so much. Apple Music. Uh-huh. Netflix. Uh-huh. You see, when... Spotify. Spotify. Amazing. When money comes into your account, what is the first thing that money does? YouTube Premium. I don't know why people do YouTube Premium, to be honest. But anyways... <laughs> but you see it's a proof of your love where where indeed is your heart because to tell me your heart is here there must be your treasure there to tell me your heart 
It's at the closest from your treasure must be here. The treasure of your time must be here. The treasure of your substance must be here. The treasure of your willing to serve must be here. Now, in Anna, now the word Anna is that you are able to reverence at hearts. Whenever you say Anna, Anna means I am you are able to reverence at hearts, acts and give in a way more than it should be done. Now, Anna means that you are able to reverence at hearts, then acts and give in a way more than it should be done. That is Anna. Should I repeat it again? I said, Anna is the reverence, you know, you give from the heart or at hearts. Anna begins from within. It's not in actions. Anna is not in actions. Anna is from within. Out of the abundance of the hearts. The mouth fluid. So, he says, Anna is from the hearts. Then you act and give in a way more than it should be done. That is Anna. So, you see people, whenever they see their man of God, they begin to kneel before their man of God. Oh, you are worshipping man. It's not worshipping of man. A thousand times. I want to say this. It's not the worship of man. The scripture says, it says, Anna, Anna those who are leaders over you, Anna them. Let me branch small. I'll come back to what I want to say. Learn to honor your man of God, your leaders, your cell leaders. Learn to honor them. So let's say, you know, Lavina is your leader. Then you go and call her, Lavina, how are you? No, that's not a kingdom language. That's not a kingdom language. Whenever you read the chapters of Apostle Paul, the letters of um, in the writings of Apostle Paul, he said Apostle Paul. He called himself Apostle Paul. Why? If God do not honor titles, he wouldn't give us titles. Never forget. If God do not respect office, he wouldn't create an office of a prophet, office of an apostle, office of a pastor, office of a teacher. There, there are all these offices. Why? Because God honors it. So he says, Apostle Paul, I write this to you, your beloved brother, uh, your beloved Apostle Paul and our brother Titus. We send you this letter. So when you read Titus chapter 1, 1 Corinthians chapter 1, 2 Corinthians chapter 1, all these, you know, beginning of his letters. He stated clearly his office just so you honor him per his office. That was just by the way. But learn to honor your leaders. It's nice. Sarah is your soul leader. You call her Sarah. How are you? No. Ma Sarah. How are you? It's nice. It's honor. That is the kingdom language. You are in the kingdom. You have to speak the, king, the language of the kingdom. Are you with me? Is everyone with me, please? Is yes, everyone please. with me? And learn to honor each other as well. Learn to honor each other. And then the grace on your friend. There are some times, you know, when we are ministering and the spirit of the Lord is moving heavily here. I, I keep quiet and, you know, I'll ask which one to give a word of prophecy. I'll ask Marlis or Marisa to give a word of prophecy. Why? And honor the graces of God upon your life. In as much as you are my children in the faith, that opportunity is given there. So learn to honor each other's graces. Your friend called you. And all what you spoke about was a dress. Really? Your friend who speaks in tongues. Oh, ask them, what is God telling me now? What is God telling me now? They will tell you what God is telling and he's going to confirm. I've, I've fought so much. Recently, I was talking to one of my dear friends. And I said, hey, man of God, what is God saying now? 
he began to tell me things God has been saying. I'm like, really? Learn to do it. Call your soul leader. My soul leader, you know, what's God telling me at this moment? Learn to do it. Is everyone with me, please? Hello, are you with yes, me? Learn to understand. Yes, Father. You call Gracia. Gracia, how are you? How is your day? Oh, amazing. Gracia, what's the Lord telling me? Hey, I'm not really sure, but I think you must be careful of this. He has given you God's word for the time. Are you all with me, please? That was just by the way. So how do I get it right? When money comes to you, the first concept of honor in the sight of God is titan. It's going to take me time to do the theological, ask, um, answer all the questions of titan. But let's go. Now, Titan, I'll give you the general description, right? Then we go to the theological side. Titan, it is believed to be 10% of every money that comes to you. 10% of every money that comes to you. So let's say you went to work and at the end of the month, you earned 1,500 pounds. How much would be your Titan? 150, right? 150. So, Titan is the, the first point, the first point in the sight of God is Titan. Now, people would want to then argue, oh, in the New Testament, the Bible never said we should tithe. It is a law in the Old Testament. Let me debunk this. Titan is not a law in the Old Testament. The first time a man tithed, was not Moses. The first man to ever tithe in the Bible was Abraham. Let's look at Genesis chapter 14. Verse, let's start from verse 18. Genesis 14, verse 18. Please, when you open it, then you read it for us, all right? Hold on. Let me call someone to read it for us. Garcia, are you here? Garcia, can you hear me? Read it for us, please. Can Garcia hear me? I'm so sorry, Denise. Oh, it was so bad. Which one was it you said you wanted me to read? Genesis chapter 14, verse number 18. Start from 18. Genesis 14, verse 18. Genesis chapter 14, verses to what? Sorry? Verses the number 18, 1 8. Sorry, I, I don't know how to say that name properly, but um, then Milch. Shedek, king of bread and wine. He was priest of God Most High, and he blessed Abraham, saying, Blessed be Abraham by God Most High, creator of heaven and earth. And praise be to God Most High, who delivered your enemies into your hand. Then Abraham gave him a tenth of everything. Amen. Thank you very much. Now, reading from the verse 18, see what happened. Now, I want you, all of you, please pay attention. No, share the screen again so that everybody can see. Share the screen again. Thank you. It says, Then Melchizedek, king of Salem, brought out bread and wine. That bread is a representation of the word of God. Wine is a representation of the Holy Spirit. Remember, be not be drunk with wine, but be filled with the Spirit. So it's a representation of the Spirit of God there. He said, Then Melchizedek, 
king of Salem brought out these two things. He brought the ministration of bread and the ministration of wine, the ministration of word and the ministration of spirit. He was the priest of God Mosai. And what did he do? He blessed him and said, he blessed him and said, blessed be Abram of God Most High, possessor of heaven and earth, and blessed be God Most High, who has delivered your enemies into your hands. And he gave him a tithe of all. And Abraham gave him a tithe of all. Now, the issue with Titan, the first person, like I said, to give was Abraham, and that we see it from the scripture. Abraham gave a tithe to Melchizedek because Melchizedek was a priest of God, and Melchizedek ministered the bread and the wine. Where do we give our tithe? We give our tithe to where there is a ministration of the bread on our hearts and the ministration of the wine to fill our belly. Where am I growing from? You are a member of the closest family. You know, week in, week out, the word of God is shared with us. Where are you growing from? The closest family. Where do you have to give your tithe? The closest family. Oh, but I have their church. Yes, it is true. But where are you growing from? Where are you eating the nourishment? With nourishment... Where your nourishment is coming from? Where is it coming from? A tithe is what Abraham gave to Melchizedek. Please, are you all with me? Please, follow carefully, all right? Follow carefully. So tithe is not a law. And tithe is not even grace. What is tithe? Tithe is a proof of love. You have thousand pounds. You are giving hundred pounds. You are crying. Ah, really? No. That means you see those people who argue. Oh, tithe is an Old Testament thing. Is an Old Testament. I hope many of you have heard those arguments before. Please, who has heard it before? Who have heard those? Oh, let me see by hand, please. You've heard those arguments before. That is an Old Testament theory. It it it, it is not. Abraham did not give a tithe because God told him to give. He gave a tithe because he loves God. And when the ministration came from the priest, remember, it was when Melchizedek ministered the bread and the wine before he gave the tithe. Oh, are you with me, please? Are you with me? Are you with me? Mm -hmm. So when money comes to you, in the sight of God, how do I honor him? The first thing is your tithe. Never, ever forget your tithe. Never. So you work, you know, in a month and they pay you. The first thing that must go out of your account before the subscriptions, before anything else, is your tithes. Now, remember, Abraham was before Moses. So that cannot be a law. A tithe cannot be a law. If the first person to give tithes was not in the law, then the tithe cannot be a law. In as much as God said to Moses that the people should bring their tithe. Are you all with me, please? Are you all with me? Are you all with me? When it comes, when it comes to working with God, there are, there are eternal covenants. The Mosaic covenants, the Abrahamic covenants, and the Messianic covenants. 
The messianic covenant is the New Testament where love is a predominant force. The Mosaic covenant or the Mosaic law or the Mosaic era was when the children of Israelite had left Egypt. And every word God told them, so from the Ten Commandments to all the commandments that was given to them, that was the Mosaic, um, the Messi, uh, Mo Mo Moses, the Moses period. And the Abrahamic covenant was when God called Abraham. And he told him, it is out of your family shall the nations of the world be blessed. Now, the issue here that people have argued over and over and over when it comes to Titan is that, that they think Titan was in the Mosiac covenant or the Moses covenant. But Titan, the issue of Titan, the first person to give Titan did not give because God said. He gave because he loved God. Who does tithe goes to? So the issue of tithe, when you read this, when you study the scriptures very carefully, you see that God told the people of Israel to give to the Levites. The Levites at that time were the, those who were separated to be priests. They were separated by God. God told them not to work at all. They should just be priests and minister before God and minister before um, the Ark of the Covenant. They were separated for that purpose. And out of that, the people of Israelites whenever they go to you know their farms and at the end they are cutting their their food stuff from the farm they bring a 10 percent of all what they cut and they bring it to the levites because god had told them not to work so the levite ate from their tithes now let's take this to abraham's time when abraham went to fight so in genesis chapter 22 when you study carefully go and read it after here when you study carefully, you see that Abraham had went to war and he has won. And when he was coming back, that was when he met Melchizedek, who was a priest and a king. And Melchizedek brought out wine and bread and ministered unto Abraham. Then in his ministration, he said, Blessed be Abraham of God, and blessed be God Mosai. That is his priestly duties. Then after, Abraham gave him a tithe of all what he had won. From the battle. At 10% of all what he has carried from the battle. Let me give you just a few things to see. Alright. I'll just give you maybe three or four. Then from next week we will take it from there. Whenever you tithe. The first thing that happens. Is that you are able to put money in its place. Whenever you tithe, you are able to put money in this place. That is what God desires. That is why he says, bring ye all the tithe into this household, that there may be food in my house. You have been able to put money in this place, that money do not have dominion over you. There are people who are led by money. They're, every single step they take, it is inspired of money. The first thing that happens is that you put money in this place. Number two, whenever we tithe, it builds our faith in God. Titan builds your faith. And this might sound a little bit controversial, but that's the truth. Because let's say you earn $68 in a week. And your rent is $125 in a week. And that $68, you gave your tithe of it. What are you trying to say? 
It's not even up to your rent. What are you trying to say? You are trying to say, God, this money, you have made me a steward. This is your own. I honor you with my tithes. Are you all with me? And that has been my life. I used to earn $68 in a week. In a whole week. They used to give me, you know, three-hour shifts. My rent was 125 and it wasn't my my pay was not even up to my rent in a week. But guess what? When that money comes, I'll still give a tide of it. So I'm not just sharing with you, you know, some theological something from the Bible. No, I'm sharing with you what has been my life, how I've how I've lived, how I've worked with God for the years. It builds our faith in God. So. You've given him 10%. Lord, for the rest, I'm living by what you say. That's my faith. My faith is towards you. You're going to be my provider. And indeed, he's going to be. Death number three. It stirs in us the desire to work hard. Whenever you tight, it is a stir in you. It stirs in you the desire to work hard. You know, we are still on getting it right with God. When I get to getting it right with you, I'm going to talk about hard work there. But then tight, whenever you tight, it's testing you the desire to work hard. Because you realize, oh, so let's say you get paid a thousand dollars a month or a thousand pounds a month, and you give hundred pounds as your tight. That is your 10%. Don't forget your 10%. You give your 10%. Then after giving your 10%, you realize, ah, I have I still have 900 and I'm going to work hard. Tight, that, that was the idea of God when he implemented tight. That when you bring the full staff, go back to the farm and work. The next thing, tight opens us up for more. Whenever we tight, it opens us up for more. Um, scriptural reference in the book of Malachi chapter number 3 verse 10. Malachi 3 verse 10. The book of Malachi chapter 3 verse 10. The next thing whenever we tight is that tight draws our heart in love for God. It draws our heart in love for God. Remember, where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. That is your money. When you are able to let go of the money, your heart follows it. Where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. So whenever we tight, it draws our hearts in love for God. Listen, I would end here, but let me say a few things before we end. Listen. Learn to do it. Probably from childhood, you have not been able to do it. You might even forget sometimes. But never forget to tithe. In Australia, they will send you your payslip before they send you your um, earnings for the week. Is that the same thing in the UK? They send you your payslip before they send, or they send it together? Oh, I'm asking you, please. They send, they send it, it together. Oh, Julia, you were talking. I want to hear you. Um, I think they do send it together. I think it just depends what job you do. It just depends what job you do. Amazing. So whenever money comes to you, listen, there is a way not to ever get in debt. And that's the way I'm teaching you. You are young. All of you. There is none of you here who is in his 30s or her 30s. None of you. You are still young. And remember where we started from. You can get it right. That's where I started from last week. You can get it right at your young age. 
And if your money would honor God the way it should, you'd be amazed what God will make out of your life. One of the wealthiest men to ever live was Rockefeller. He used to give a tithe of $1 million. Not, not, that was a tithe. That was not a seed. It was his tithe. So that means his earnings was $10 million week in, week out. He did not start at $1 million. Tithe will open you up for more. He says, bring ye all the food in my house so that there may be food in my house. He said, test me with this. That's what the scripture said. Years ago, when I saw the scripture, <laughs> it increased my desire to always tithe. And guess what? You know, you are building your faith. I don't give the 10%. I give more than the 10%. Oh, yeah. Uh, <clears throat> Every money that comes to you, whether an earning, whether a gift, the first thing must be, what is my response to God in this? How am I going to honor him in this? Are you all with me, please? Are you all with me? Yes. Are you all with me? So, um, let's go over what I said. I said, whenever you tight, what happens, number one? What happens whenever you tight? Oh, come on. Number one? I am able to put money in its place. Oh, come on. Number one? We are able to put money, are are able able to put money, money in its place. Only three people here. Number one? You are able to, you are to, able to, to put money, money in its place. Money in place. Two. Builds our faith in God. Oh, number two. Tithing stirs our faith in God. Number three. Tithing stirs us the desire to work hard. Desire to work hard. Number four. Tithing opens us up for more. It open us up more. Amazing. Number five. Tithing draws our love for God. It draws our hearts in love for God. Listen. You can tithe your way out of poverty. You can tithe your way out of it. These are practical things you are going to do. So as I've shared with you from today, if you are here, you are a member of the closest family. Your finances must not, you must not, must not remain the same after this teaching series. That's the reason why I'm taking my time to go through every single thing I can ever go through by the inspiration of the Lord. Because for almost a year now, I've been wanting to teach this. I've been wanting to teach this for almost a year now. And God has given me the liberty to be able to share with you. And listen, these are not what I've learned from the scriptures alone. This is what I've lived. It's not right for me to, you know, come and tell you this, how much I earn. But listen, just, just over a few years ago, just over a few years ago, it was $68 a week. It wasn't even up to my rent, but I still remain faithful when it comes to my tithes. I remain faithful. Certain happenings in my life financially, it's not because I do anything extraordinary. No, it is because I remain faithful when it comes when it came, when it comes to the matters of my tithe. When I was young, when you know I'm going to school 
and my mom will give us my dad my dad will give us let's say you know 10 cities my mom will take one city from it junior do you remember yes yes please sir. yes please sir. junior is my biological brother he remembers we started titan when we were young very young even at that time we didn't have any revelation on and understanding on titan but we were still doing it i've said so much today because this is a class and i've thought i've thought from the bottom of my heart because i want to you are young but you are not so young you are not so young to be owning to be owning five houses that you have bought and paid that house and people are living in it and is making you money you're not so young which one you are not young to be owning about an acre of land you're not young it's not for big people and for parents and no Lift up your hands and say, I'll get it right in my finances. I'll get it right in my finances. Come on, I want to hear you. I'll get it right in my finances. I will get it right in my finances. I will get it right in my finances. My substance will honor God. 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 The provision God makes available for me will go back to him. The provision God makes will go back to him. You are going to learn in this teaching series from the bottom of my heart. The Lord knows it. I have prayed. I have, I have prepared. And I'm teaching this. I don't want to see any of you, any of you under the sound of my voice. Any of you. Any of you under the sound of my voice. I don't want to see any of you under the sound of my voice. In five years time, ten years time, being in depth, being in... No, I want you to be able to get it so right. I am a Kush. It's my heart desire. And you probably don't know me from anywhere. <laughs> but the truth is, I want to see you do well. Who is sharing the screen? I want to see you do well when it comes to your finances. Not only your spiritual life, you know, over time it has been said, you know, oh, most Christians are poor. And oh, you know, they go to church to pray for God for a miracle to happen. That will change. That will change. And with us, it is going to change. Now lift up your hands. Let me pronounce blessings over you. You are prospering in your finances. And I want you to, to respond. Unmute yourself and respond. You are prospering in your finances. In the name of the Lord Jesus. Amen. There, is some, there is someone you have no desire to work. Yeah. The desire in you to work is like you don't want to work. There's no desire in you to. It's a, it's a spirit of laziness that has overwhelmed you like that. I charge that demonic power to leave you now. Amen. In the name of the Lord Jesus. Right now, I pray for you in the name of the Lord Jesus. Lift up your hands okay. to the Lord. Thank you, precious Holy Spirit. You will get it right in your finances in the name of the Lord Jesus. Amen. You will prosper. He says, I have all things that you may prosper and be in good health. You will prosper in the name of the Lord Jesus. Your Amen. finances will bring glory to God. People will see that light in your finances and bring glory to God. In the name of the Lord Jesus. Christ.
You will never be in debt. You will never be broke. You will never go into street poverty in the name of the Lord Jesus. Now the blessings of God over, over your family. Whatever Amen. has been financially over your family. Right now in the name of the Lord Jesus, I charge it never again. Amen. Amen. God bless you and bless the work of your hand. Prosper. See opportunities that people do not see. Amen. The Lord give you the wisdom to problems that will bring income and financial grace unto you in the name of the Lord Jesus. Amen. Amen. Right now, business ideas I release in the name of the Lord Jesus. I open the heavens and I pronounce blessings over your finances in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. May you be you see visions of business ideas. May you see visions of ideas. May the Lord bring business ideas, thought of it unto you in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. May you change the status quo of your family with your finances. Amen. Amen. You be a, may you be a blessing. May the Lord bless you. May the Lord bless your pockets in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. From today, Father, I thank you that you have heard my prayers and you have answered it. And I thank you that anyone under the sound of my voice, Lord, if they are going to practically do whatever you have laid on my heart to share with them in this week, beginning last week, in this week, and the week coming, if they are going to practically do it, Lord, I know you said you would honor your word in their life. Father, I thank you that you are honoring your word in their life. And your word will not return to you void. It will accomplish the purpose to which it was sent in Jesus' name. Amen. And if anyone is here not feeling well, Father, I thank you in the name of the Lord Jesus and I minister healing to them. There is someone here, you've been having migraines. In the name of the Lord Jesus, I command those migraines to cease now. There is someone here, yet once again, I'm seeing this. You, you struggle to sleep. You battle to sleep. It's, it's like a real battle. It's a battle for you to sleep. You go and lie down and for hours you are not able to sleep. Today, I charge that spirit of insomnia to live now. In the name of the Lord Jesus. Father, I thank you that you have heard me. And you have honored your people by your word. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen.